Welcome to another episode of Queer For It, a podcast hosted by three queer friends living in Austin, Texas, bringing you a weekly dose of queer realness and laughs. I'm Courtney, I'm a lesbian, I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at court underscore roads. I'm Chris, I'm queer, I use she, her pronouns, and my Instagram is at the yellow bandit. And I'm also Chris, I'm a trans man, I use he, him pronouns, and my Instagram is at see the stars ablaze. This week we have a special guest, our friend Max, who's in town from St. Louis. Max, do you mind giving a little intro like we did, structured with how you identify your pronouns and then where people can find you on Instagram? For sure. <clears throat> um, so y'all, I'm Max. I'm a transmasculine person. I use he and they pronouns and my Instagram is at KingMaxi, no I with a Y. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. You should definitely go follow Max. It's worth a peep. It's, a lot of, <laughs> it's worth a whole scroll. Can we say that there's a lot of thirst traps? On Get there? a coffee. That's, that's all it is. Get a coffee and give yourself an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a private bench by the park. Oh my god, I love that. Where do y'all watch porn? No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just me. Because <laughs> like, is this not what this private episode's about? Bench. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what those benches are I, for? <laughs> like. I thought that's why I came. You stretch, you stretch, you catch a video, and then you're like, all right, I'll walk some more. Just because I know the pizza place is over there. Uh, Before we dive in, I just want to say thank you, as always, to Draper Startup House for being our recording sponsor and helping make sure that we sound crispy and clear for our queers. Uh, I think we just want to dive in and hear your coming out story. Sweet. You have two. Presumably. At yeah, least. I have, I have, they're just, they just keep going. Yeah. Coming out stories. Just, <laughs> yeah. I keep coming out to myself. The I lesson keep is coming like, out. the lesson in life is you never stop coming out. You don't. That's what. You never stop. So My ready, joke bitches. is that it's just so much fun. That's why we keep doing it, you know. It's, <laughs> it's just such a good time to come out. Like, everyone enjoys it so much. They're so accepting. Like, why not yes. keep doing it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. Um. Let's see here. I how old were you how old so you know I was like a little little kid like I was like four or five years old when I looking back obviously at the time I didn't have the language um Mm -hmm. but I was like showing telltale signs of being a trans kiddo and um like I remember um reading like the DSM-5 like after I actually had come out, Mm -hmm. like this is like (laughs) 25 years later, but I was like, it's like your bathroom behavior is like you pee standing up, you um, like dress like a boy, you tell your family members to call you boy names that are not yours, you tell them you are boy, Mm -hmm. like, and a couple of, and like, it it was just like every single box there, it wasn't one that was like, so yeah, so I have a kind of like a conventional story in that sense. Like, um, I knew when I was little, but I didn't know how mm-hmm. to share that. Um, did your parents like treat you like they knew, or did they treat you like you were just nothing was different? So complex. Um, in some ways, like my parents, um, my parents were great. My parents also, you know, just like it was 1990, whatever, like, Mm -hmm. um, there was just not as much awareness. So, um, I think they just kind of thought like my mom said was a tomboy and I think she was just kind of like, Oh yeah, this is the, like, this is the tomboy phase. This is a thing, you know? And, um, my whole family like really kind of loves like sports and is very, my parents are very athletic. So, there was a sense in which it wasn't like that weird um, until I started getting into like social situations. I'd like play softball or I'd play this, that, and that'd be like, why is there a boy on the team? You know, kind of oh. thing. Because I literally looked like a, really? a young boy. Did you have like short hair? Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just... And in public, like at grocery stores, it'd be like, you know, I would constantly just be being called a boy. And my parents would like, either correct them or not like sometimes when you're on vacation they would just like let let it go mm-hmm. it's like we're not around people we know or like we'll ever see again mm-hmm. so the they didn't like waste their energy being like correcting people so i could be on vacation and just like be a boy did like it the best did it did they seem like it bothered them at all you know um 
It bothered me. Really? I mean, I was like really fucking confused, like mm-hmm. at what the fuck was happening. It bothered you that it wasn't getting corrected, or it bothered me that it wasn't. It bothered me that it was. Like, it was bothersome. It yeah. was a bothersome time. Um, like, I don't know. I think sometimes my parents. Um, I mean, it, it has to be interesting for them because, like, they were like, "You're a girl. You're a girl." Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. in like private. And then in situa- social situations, like at the grocery store, someone would be like, oh, what's your son's name? And, oh, that's Megan. That's, she is da-da-da. You know, so, like, sometimes they have this, like, crazy reaction. Um, and other times, like, I just feel like they were too exhausted by it um, to fucking care. Um, and that was, like, really relieving for me. But then it was also, like, I internalized this, like, defensiveness about my girlness mm. because I hated being confusing. Like, I hated the fact that um, I couldn't just be like, like, just let me be. You couldn't just be who you are and yeah. and that also be viewed as a girl. Yeah. Hi, I'm just a girl. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, and like, I can't help but wonder, like, if, because I'm like a binary looking ass motherfucker, but I'm like queer, but like, I can't help but wonder if a part of my like hard conformity to like traditional, conventional masculinity, male presentingness is like directly correlated with this like wound, this woundedness around like not being confusing. Like, like your woundedness just not being accepted. Yeah. Like your just, vision of what a female was not being accepted. Well, it's like, I think it's less about that. It's mm-hmm. more about like, I just want to make sense for one fucking second. And I want to just be able to like walk through the room or the bar or the whatever, go to the fucking bathroom and just like feel like I'm having integrity with myself and feel like other people are, there's nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like keep the show fucking moving. I can definitely see like as a kid, cause like as kids, we like the ultimate thing, especially when you're young is you don't want to be called out for anything. Mm-mm. So you just like are the only person that's just like everyone else doing you, but you're getting called out for it every single time. And it's making you All feel so self-conscious and so like, how am I doing me wrong? You right. know, super confused inside, How am right? I doing me wrong? So, yeah. 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 So, um, that's a like not answering your question at all kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I came out as gay or queer or a lesbian. I don't really know. Um, I didn't know anything about like the gay kingdom when I came out. Uh, I was in my final year of seminary. And I, as a Mormon person, as a <laughs> please tell me why you think Mormon. <laughs> because that's because I've I've lived in Utah for a while, and the only okay. time I ever hear the word seminary is because okay. they gotta go to school before school. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. I was like, "What is giving you Mormon?" Nothing was giving me Mormon. Did I you hear the time? I was like, "As a Mormon person." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, as I went to a Presbyterian, okay. like a Reformed um, Evangelical Christian. Yeah, seminary. Yeah. A lot um, of religious words are reused. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so in any case, I was in my final year of seminary, and I met my uh, wife, and I ended up like, it's so funny because I'm the really kind of like gregarious, outspoken one, and she is more reserved and like shy. But she had been out since she was like 16 years old, and she was like in her early 20s at that time, and so. She was like, yeah, I'm not going to be in the closet to be with you. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't know if I can date you then because I don't want to get kicked out of seminary. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I I was 25. Really? Something like that. Okay, so up until this point, you were still like, not everyone, I'm straight. I just don't really date people or something. I um I had been in closeted relationships. Okay. I dated men. I I am pansexual. Yeah. I still am. It just now it makes more sense. Like I basically the first twenty five years of my life, I just was like, something really fucking crazy is going on with me, but I'm not going to even try to figure it out. Totally. I was just like push it down, push it down, push mm-hmm, it down. Mm-hmm. And I was um very involved in the evangelical church from like my early adolescence mm-hmm. through my early adulthood. Just gonna make it harder which, to explore. Right. The the repression mm-hmm. just intensified and um and in some ways it was like a really safe 
culture for me to live in because it's like very crystal clear rules on like womanhood and manhood totally. and so it was like oh i know how to not be confusing here i know how to i know how to kind of make sense like i feel like i still was like super clunky at being a girl but i, I at least was fucking <laughs> surviving keeping my head above water <laughs> um, sorry y'all i'm a clunky girl it's like only my 20th year but i'm figuring it out <laughs> hey y'all i feel like i'm <laughs> My Instagram handle is clunky girl. Clunky girl. Or you can find me at King Next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clunky girl's your fence. That's That's my new bio. That's really good. Kind of a clunky girl. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kind of still have that clunky girlness. Loves coffee and cycling. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. God, I'm so fucking. Yeah. So, um,. So anyway, I'm jumping around a lot, but if you're following, mm-hmm. you coming out. I came out in my final year of seminary as gay, and then um, I had been with my partner Julia for, um, I guess like five years, and or just under that, like four and a half years, um, and I realized that I was trans. Um, I I was like, there was like this two month like threshold where I was like, oh, you know, I, the, you got like married this, before you came out. As yeah. Yeah. I had been married. Um, I was and am married to the same person and congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My fucking life. Um, so in any case, uh, yeah, I, Julia had, been with me for like four and some change years and then we were watching like a documentary one day called the gender revolution it was a sunday it was like three o'clock in the evening Mm -hmm. and um we were hungover and we were just like let's kill time watch this fucking you know whatever i don't even know why we put it on it was like (laughs) katie curry i don't know it was and um so we're watching it and like literally within the first like 10 minutes it's like uh, transgender is da 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 like like just like um, you don't feel comfortable with your gender sign of birth and I was just like kind of like I don't feel comfortable with my gender sign of birth like, like keep talking yeah yeah the, the narrator like, of your life right. is like the, the wheels started turning in Max's head <laughs> like, after all this time um, I dealt with a lot of like shame and embarrassment for how long it took me to realize this about myself mm, like sure you know I you like, don't have to but also sure you did yeah, I did I'm I'm uh, I'm heavily kind of moved past that that phase of being hard on myself for that because when you really like look at it it's like there was a lot yeah. going on with me you like, supposed to, you're supposed to like what be some like omnipotent yeah. even more understanding than the yeah. whole world around you or anything yeah. you've been shown no. right and i think like right now there it's like really sexy to be so like self-knowing and whatever and so it was like the, yeah like everybody's like i knew i was trans exactly. when i was three and right. i told everybody and i gave myself a name yeah. and i never once fucked up i'm like right how how right right <laughs> you're like well then you may not have started actually executing on that journey well you someone know. gave them a pamphlet at birth with all the options instead right. of dr seuss it was and just was like, like gen- gender gender studies right. and, you know, <laughs> i was gonna say gender roos but just to make it right mm. dr seuss gender roos yeah, it's fine, it's we'll, fine. We'll work we can't it. next next <laughs> um so yeah i mean that's just like a basically a pile of um external processing um I, so I came out as gay, I came out as trans, and then I, like, in the last year and a half, two years, like, opened my marriage. So I've sort of, like, also, we don't even know what we're calling that. Like, sure. is it poly? Is it this? Is that? We don't know. Um, but we have done that and, like, taken that step. And um, that's just, like, you know, I'm I'm beyond saying, oh, I only have two coming out stories. Or I already came out twice. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I'll come out a hundred more times mm-hmm. with things. Yeah. We're just, we're entering into, like, an expansive, like, learning situation with ourselves all the time. So, I am done, like, being like, all right, this is the last time. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, that's what I fucking said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, I feel like, too, if we, like, treat, if we, like, because, like, the thing that's hard for humans, right, is that we just want to resist change all the time. Mm -hmm. But, right, we actually only, like, get better and faster and more efficient if we're, like, just able to, like, gobble up that change and keep going. Yeah, like... Um, adapt totally so like if we stop like giving it the significance of like oh it was, i gotta come out about this you know what i mean if it's just like 
Oh yeah, well, I guess I'm this now. Yeah. Great. Yes. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. If y'all have any questions, feel free to let me know. I'm still a person, you know, who right. likes to talk and, you know, is your friend. Right. I'm just yeah, like, letting there's go a of tension. this thing and bringing in this thing. There's a tension because like, obviously, I mean, for me, like coming out as trans was like my coming in. My, like, like, sure, sure, you sure. You know, like it, there's a lot more significance for me with that. And, and I think like, even more than sexuality, your gender is something that like everyone makes their business. And so because it's so connected to like fill out a job without yeah, like, like no. Because it's so connected to like every single aspect of like your social life, it's coming out makes a little more sense. Like coming out as gay, like when you really think back at it, it's like whose business is it mm-hmm. who I'm sleeping sure. with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why is that important? Always you know, to y'all. Kristen never came out because her twin didn't come out because she's straight. Wait, Kristen has a twin? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're, what? <laughs> but they're, they're fraternal. They don't, they don't look anything alike. But Kristen, this is the welcome to the That's Matrix. Amazing. The Matrix. This is I our know. podcast called Twins. Right. Yeah, just, just kidding. Like, everybody's a twin. Yeah. So you're not a twin, Middle Just I, kidding. Everyone's a twin. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot my twin at home. Oh, yeah. Next I, time, bring them. I have a, I have like a, not an actual twin, but my stepbrother, we got together. You have a twin? When not an actual twin, but my parents married, got married when they were three, and we have the same birthday, same day, same year. So we just like they like raised oh, us okay, as the okay, twins. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we're but you're not actually twins. But we're not. But totally different sets of parents. But just have been like twinning together since we were That's three. Hilarious. Oh yeah. That's You probably look more like than Kristen and her twin. The, <laughs> me and my not, brother. That's funny. They look not a damn thing like. Yeah, yeah. But um, her whole thing was I was like, did you ever tell anybody? She's like, no, I just started dating girls, and Ashley was dating boys. She never had to tell anybody. So yeah, fuck. Like, why right. did I have Kristen's yeah. logic and, is. Which she's is the new president. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the heads don't have to do it. Why should I? Oh, no. Why should I? That's My funny. twin's a clunky girl. She's on her way. <laughs> it's just you with like a oh wig on. <laughs> we it's like, so, the same it's like Hannah like Montana. Yeah. No, I still have my hair short. It's silly butch. Oh, no. No. The dress is clunky always girl. backwards, oh, and you're like, what? Yeah. Yes. So good. She when also you... has a beard because yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just. <laughs> that's how she. I am that's how she girl. does her. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I am clunky girl ninety nine. <laughs> I want you to have a hotmail email address. <laughs> I did. I already did. Yeah. You can get business, business cards for your job and your or email on there is clunky girl. <laughs> That's really good. Okay, wait. When you came out, so your parents, when you came out as gay, they were like, hey, you know what? Great. Love you. Mm. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> you know yeah, what? That's it. Nothing to talk about. Um, <laughs> Moving on. No, my parents. Um, you know, like. Are they really religious? Is that why you went to marry? They're not. That's my parents are not religious. Um, like, and especially not at that time. Um, I my dad, my dad is now, but my mom, um, isn't, and that was not a huge part of the fabric of like my household. Was, okay. You know, pretty like secular, chill, low-key, suburban white upper class shit going on you know mm-hmm. and um then i think that like my parents i know my parents and i don't my dad isn't less uh, like vocal about how he feels about everything he's but he's like been there for me so i have to only assume that he's like you know comfortable totally <laughs> but um my mom like she made it really clear that like she loves me no matter what and will always support me that she like struggles with the idea that my life would would um like have be be more challenging because of like Mm -hmm. my my gayness or um and then when i came out as trans it was like kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. um and then i think like as trans it was uh even harder because for my mom because i was like the her firstborn child um I don't know we always had like a really good relationship and then when i started coming out as trans like i don't know what the fuck happened like it's just it's been a rocky road with my mom Mm -hmm. um but it's like you know i love her she she's there for me you know it's just like i wish that i understood like why it really mattered like what my gender is like because I feel like the exact same person. Mm-hmm. I just like look like how I feel now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a weird thing to navigate with parents. But I think yeah, like I've I've never had a trans kid, so I don't know what it's like to sure 
sort of expect, you know. I mean, I feel like things. as a parent, it's probably because, like, right, lots of trans people, lots of trans people of color just being, like, just, like, the highest death statistic, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm sure as a parent, it's, like, like you said, they don't want it for you because it makes your life potentially harder. I'm it more makes vulnerable. your death statistically higher yeah. opportunity, you yeah. know? So, like, yeah. of course, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, people are discriminatory and, and, you know, shit like that. And it's like, you cannot explain to, um, like a cisgender, like heterosexual person like that, all that shit's scary and it's not that cool and fun. However, like the lack of integrity that I have to carry in my body, like for 365 for my whole fucking life is not working either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. To- so, doesn't work for me. Yeah. And so, and so it's like. You know, that's a hard thing to if 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 someone doesn't experience that, um, you know, going like they're just doing their thing and they are like a an offense to society, like mm-hmm. you know, then it's it's kind of hard to explain why totally. someone would put themselves through going out and especially like transitioning. It's like uh years and years, it costs so much money, it's you're under so much scrutiny of like your body and you're this, you know, it's like, it's a lot of, and you, I have needed like intense and copious amounts of like support for my mental health throughout it. It's, it's such an expensive process to like do well and to be healthy throughout. Um, that like, yeah, it's, it's not easy, but it's like that just speaks to like the significance of how important it is. It's like, trans people who are willing to go through all of these things and you know go to any length any height mm-hmm. uh any amount of money to just like feel more comfortable in their own skin it's like that's how bad it is when you don't have that you know i think so. that's proof enough like i say it all the time that anyone who would put themselves through that obviously the opposite of that is worse because like i am so horribly Phobic of needles. Mm. I can't even imagine having to do that to myself every day. I need to take my shot later. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, but like, if I have, like, I think that if I had dysphoria, that would definitely outweigh that fear. Right. But luckily, I don't have that. But I know right. that you don't enjoy sticking yourself with a needle. It's not that nobody, cool. Nobody, nobody loves to do that. <laughs> it's not that cool. Yeah. It's not that cool. <laughs> and people like act like you know trans people like are arbitrarily just like you know I'm gonna change my body today. It's like no, nobody just gets surgery. Nobody nope. <laughs> just does these things right. or makes like a lifelong commitment to hormones because that's what it is right and i think a lot of people can, don't, be. can be yeah i think a lot of people don't understand the nuances i mean that's one of the number one questions that chris gets i feel like people are like do you have to do this every every week for the rest of your life and yeah. I'm like well theoretically yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is one path right you know yeah for the um i know we've talked about it like a hair before but like for um, let's see, someone who wants to transition and is getting testosterone, y'all can't use pellets? You can. You can. Mm-hmm. It just is like... It's a newer, it's like a newer technology, right? Because I feel yeah. like... And it's not often covered was, by yeah. insurance. Ah, okay. It's expensive. But oh, like, really? Aiden Silva in Houston, who's someone I'm friends with on like Instagram, he just switched, he to, just switched to pellets. So like, I know that it's like getting more accessible. Okay. But it wasn't originally... I think an option like as like HRT for trans people. I mean, really, it was, birth control pellets are only like the last ten years. Yeah, like you know? it, it's. I think it was yeah. originally for like because it's slow release and over time. I think it mm-hmm. was like more for like men experience, like cis men experiencing. Yep, like a low, slowdown of their low T, mm-hmm. and also um, women in menopause. Yep, definitely. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Maria used things. to work at a doctor's office where they did. Um, the doctor, I can't think of her name, but they did a lot of um, like F to M transition stuff, and they did a lot of pellets for like older couples, and then also just like women experiencing a lot of like lethargy and like yeah. not able to just like you know be there again because usually they would go they'd give it to the man in the couple, and then he would start experiencing such a hike in his emotions and you know sex drive and what's much and the woman is just like. <laughs> I'm not even anywhere close, you know. And they're like, "Oh, cool, give her a pellet too, a smaller, like slower, slower release dose pellet." And then, because I think I think the pellets are interesting. I'm interested in them. Hormones are fascinating. Yeah, y'all. I met. I can't even say much about it, but we got into this new accelerator, Texas Venture Labs, and there's a company in there, and they've created modified gene. They can modify your genes, 
And with hormone therapy, they can activate the modified genes. And if they stop the hormone therapy, it reverses the modification to the gene. And they and the way they show this is they had two mice, one, and what they the uh, it's some kind of folic protein is what they're affecting. They created it so that your muscles atrophy at a five times less rate. So they had two mice, That's regular cool. mouse, and then the folic mouse. I think they call it folstatin or something like that. And he would the the dissected uh, affected mouse was jacked it was insane you were oh, like yeah. whoa <clears throat> yeah i was like hey y'all could do some other stuff with this too i got some ideas <laughs> and they were like oh cool let's chat but i was like holy shit people are doing stuff it's wild yeah yeah, yeah. we sell shirts cool we sell shirts cool. Yeah. so that was your uh coming out and whatnot um so <laughs> i like tell that it. transition i'm yeah. sorry yeah, like, okay. coming out and whatnot. Well, <laughs> here we whatever, are. Whatever the fuck well, that was. Well, you're good to go. <laughs> so, thanks for coming on in. Yeah. Well, bring I'm, a twin. I'll feel full you know. up. <laughs> bring a twin. <laughs> bring a stay a while. Bring a twin. Um, but so, you could just tell us more. I mean, I know you. Courtney yeah. knows you, but tell us more just like about you. Like, what I'm do you learning. do? What do you what do? You, just tell us about your life. People like to like get to know who we're talking to. Yeah, like anything yeah. you didn't cover yet, because that that will lead into you know your big news type stuff. But yeah, I'm definitely about your interests and the things that you do. Yeah, sure. I'm interested in um, definitely sort of like your like career trajectory. How are you now into cycling? Because that's I think is so fun. Yeah, I love. I think we all really love the fitness community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. We can do that. Are you? Yeah. It's rolling. All right. Sweet. Um. Let's see here, y'all. So, a little about me. You're not from St. Louis originally. Where did you say you were from? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. And then you moved to St. Mm. Louis. Dayton, Cincinnati. Dayton, um, Miamisburg. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, the town's like just... It's very close. Yeah, it's right there. I okay. opened a Chewy's over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tiny little town. I like, know. <laughs> I know, I know. I think you, like, I think that's, like, right by my parents' house. Mm -hmm. Like, recently you did that? Like, <laughs> um, it would have been, I think, 2016. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on Austin Landing. Yeah, where the, where, like, there's a big outdoor store across yeah. from it. Yeah, totally. Open that my one. My parents live, like, two miles from that. There's pictures of me and my dogs in that Chewy's. Oh, so, <laughs> go look around the bar. Beautiful. <laughs> that was the first one I opened, and I was like, Ohio's a horrible place. It never stops raining. It never stops winding. Wow. Yeah. They they had, like, one sex store in that town. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've told Because I was story. there for fucking ever, because we couldn't do the parking lot, because it would not stop winding and raining. And I was like, <laughs> I hate it here. So you're, so you're shooting. You want to, to, get, to get yourself some, yes, some I toys. met. Oh, yeah, I met a super friendly, you know, this old man who was in there. He's like, girl, what you looking for? And I was like, do you have something that'll stick to the wall? And, you know, he just, like, helped me get oh the things. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had a great time. We had a great time. <laughs> and then I was oh like, God. coworkers, I'm busy. <laughs> don't, come, important don't knock on my hotel room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so you grew up there. I'm glad you so, made it to your city. <laughs> Yeah, no, I um I grew up like right around there. I spent the whole like first twenty five or no twenty some years of my life in Southwest Ohio. I went to college in Miami of Ohio, which is like you know right there as well. Um, and then yeah, I went to seminary, studied philosophy in my undergrad in education, and then I went to. So seminary. you went to like a religious school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I thought for some reason I thought seminary was like just like an elected program you were taking at your church or something um, <laughs> before school activity. No, no. I I have my master's of divinity. So cool. That's what my yeah. That's what my master's technically. So sick, but um, very hard and um, yeah, harder as like a trans and queer person mm -hmm. um, for sure. But let's see here. So I um worked in restaurants like getting mm -hmm. myself through grad school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I worked at this like pizza pizza place that's kind of like a Midwestern like yeah like small pizza chain craft beer pizza kind of thing. Mm. Loved it. Um, met a bunch of like great folks who became like my new friends um, because pretty much after seminary um, there were like one or two exceptions, but um, I ended up like kind of losing all of my friends, um, all of my Christian friends. 
Um, because of your yeah, because of my sexuality. Gotcha. Yeah, and um, so Dewey's, the place that I worked, was like uh, became kind of like a home to me, you know. And I ended up like I graduated from seminary with a master's of divinity. The um, school that I went to, they don't ordain women, and I was living as a woman at the time. What year is this? This is twenty fifteen. Cool. 16, something Great. like that. Yeah. 15, 15. Yeah, it sounds like it should be the 50s. But yeah. You know, it's no, like it's 2000, the 2050s. Yes. 2015. <laughs> yeah. um, so they don't want to be women. So it was like... We're just not smart enough. I could... Yeah. yeah. Like we, Too clunky, small brain. If I had a yeah, dang penis a clunky dangling girl. between my knees, then, I could. I could yes. lead, then, then I could lead people. About God. Penises are integral. The more you know. To God. Yes. Teach yeah. I'll so, just be jealous. Keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they wouldn't let a clunky girl do it. So, <laughs> I was like, um, I, yeah, I, I was like, you know what? It was hard. It's like I felt so invested. It's like I studied this. I was like mm-hmm. culturally in it. This is my community. Like, like. What I did was, you think you were going to do after you? I wanted to, um, like, speak publicly and mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. really really interested in theology I love the idea of like like church leadership and like engaging community work has like always been mm-hmm. a big like piece of my story so no you love what. cycling then Less I teaching love cycling, cycling classes <laughs> yeah so fucking um, yes so uh, so anyway I worked in the restaurant um so I started as a dishwasher I um, worked my way up as server bartender um, manager nice. opened a store and then kind of like you with Chewy's mm-hmm. and then I um, I got a job with Yelp and I did marketing for them for uh, like two and two years and some change um, and then this summer go ahead I just want to ask you what that was like I because I think a lot you know marketing for X company what does that mean you're doing yeah so it was an amazing job so um, they basically hire an on-the-ground person in every major city in the Mm -hmm. U.S. to um, just, like, ensure that the platform is representing the actual, like, local flavor of the city. Um, And so I, like, basically hosted events with local businesses, and um, Yelp has this, like, Yelp Elites are, you know, this basically um, Uber contributor on this platform. Yep. And so they get invited to the events that I would plan um, and coordinate. And so it's basically like experiential marketing, but like through Yelp's platform. Cool. Essentially. Was your job kind of thinking up events? Yeah. And And connecting with business owners, supporting them, bringing the right people to those businesses who would like, they could create a new relationship with one another and like go off into the sunset together. Super fun. Um, so yeah, no, it was really great. And then COVID obviously like super changed that Probably dynamic. Probably punched that job in the face. <laughs> so it was a great time for me to, um, yeah, start pursuing spin. So basically the second I came out as trans, I was like, I, I felt like I got like a new start with like my body and my life. I honestly, like, looking back, like, I didn't even really care about that much about my appearance, and, like, mm-hmm. I just... Because you didn't associate with it that much. I just, yeah, I was, like, I was not very invested in my health in, like, really any regard, and, um, and that really started, like, changing when I came out, and so I had been, um, going to this, like, spin studio for, um, like, a year and a half before I finally decided, like, you know what, like, They've asked me a couple times, like, to come try out and, like, whatever, whatever. I was like, you know, seems fuck so it. intimidating. It is, it is, and um, and yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of stage fright a little. Like, I get, uh, I get like anxious talking in front of people and things like that. So, um, I th- and I think for that specifically, I because I had to sort of fight through. Um, like now I have to do public speaking, but a couple years ago I was really anti it. But I was like, no, I have to to be successful in what I do want to do. I need to figure out how to speak to groups of people, and I 
I think most people, it's like very rare that people are like a preacher and they just, they just don't experience. I think it's like super normal to say that like anyone that starts speaking in front of groups of people, you, you do like want to choke on your words and you do, it is hard. Right. You know, like, I don't know. I want to encourage people to like try it just because you think you suck at it or it's hard. It is hard. That's how it starts. It starts hard. Yes. And then you say something dumb and then you live and then you get better. I love that. So like, yeah. yeah. Go for it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like basically for the past, um, I've been doing this for like five months now, which is crazy. Cool. Yeah, your um, audition was that like is cool. the week after I visited. That's right. So like yeah. September, the last week of September yeah. is when I, yeah, um, finished my audition. So, oh my God, it's almost March. This is like weird. Yeah. <sighs> Bye 2020. My birthday's Bye. in March. So, um, let me see here. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, that's kind of like career life. I am, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like pursuing something else, but I want it to be the right thing. Like, you know, um, I think I need to be doing something like, I don't mind corporate, but it kind of has to be like super in line with things that I am really passionate about to, um, like stay really committed and motivated to it. So um so yeah i'm on the lookout but like i'm kind of kind of in the shadows just sort of checking some stuff out you're still in stealth mode yes so you're new to cycling yes cycling instructing yes um and it's your jam you're probably gonna do it for a minute yeah yeah it's weird i like i only thought for the first time like really recently like maybe last week Uh that like oh you can't like do this forever like you know I could probably do it for like 20 years, but like, you can't do it for like, you can't like retire, you know, you can't you ha- like do it forever. To, I think to like retire as a spin instructor, you have to either you know, open your you, own. Yeah. It has to come to probably you partnering with someone who has more capital than you yeah. and y'all creating a studio, like how and you like, are managing others. There's like an incredible spin instructor, David Garza, who has spun tons of places and he met, you know, he got like a financial partner out in Westlake and then they made loves, you know, and yeah, then they had yeah, yeah. tons of people and they partner with like lots of the local, um, gyms and they partner with Lululemon locally, right? Which yeah, tons yeah. of places can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like the uppest trajectory, right. I think, probably right, for right. an instructor is a student. Which, you know, I don't know, like, I, it's like, it's, it's just something, like, I don't know that it'll ever become any of that for me because it's just, it's like, it's, right now it's like still something that I enjoy. It's just, it's just fun. It's a know? good platform to share from, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have um, these people there, now you're cop- captive audience, you can tell them whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and yeah. going to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I share my story. Like, I have, um, I have, like, probably my favorite class to teach is I have a class on Sunday morning at 10 and then a class at 11, and it's called Sunday Service. And it's like a, it's like a lo-fi, like, high vibey like, celestial sort of reflective uh-huh. uh, playlist all the so time. interesting. It's is fucking like wait dope. like what are some songs that are on that playlist hey, let me check it out for is it you like like sunday candy ah, that's if so not, good it should be on that'd be like that's a that yeah that's a good cool down um let me hit you with like i so it's like um do you know lane eight Mm-mm. check out lane eight tell us about it um lane eight maggie rogers mm-hmm. um there's there's this uh, band called Kaleidoscope. Mm-hmm. They're really great. Um, Wet. Have you ever heard of Wet? Is that the song or the band? <laughs> band. Yeah. I was like WAP. Yes, I do know that song. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's so a great, great. bop. Um, <laughs> you probably never heard of it. You probably never heard of it. It's like I've never heard of WAP. What is that? St. Louis has like really like kind of an inner in the city music scene. You know, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we toy, yeah. toy, toy, toy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, like like uh, so you pr- progre- to progressive house like. Cool pop but like slowed down lo-fi i don't know it's 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 a it's a it's a genre in and of itself sunday service is a genre so um so yeah like it's uh it's the same folks Mm -hmm. it's just so funny Mm because it's like that's 
that's always been this hour of my life for like, you know, the past 15 years, not recent 15 years, but 15 years of my life I spent like using that hour kind of in that way. And it's like reclaiming that now and sort of having this, you know, platform. And like, you know, I know for a lot of people, like they're like, oh, like spin is like therapy. And I think we should still be going to actual therapy. I just want to, <laughs> just want to say, um, but but yeah like it's um it's a it's a really cool like reset class probably my favorite class to teach that's really cool um so yeah and it's fun that you get to like i mean i follow you on instagram obviously and like you'll post like you're like working on a playlist like that's such a fun part of your job i feel like just like making a new mix for next week or doing i love curating experiences Mm. i feel that that's what i get to do so it's really cool that's really fun yeah 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 so do you want to tell us um, a little bit about the Cycle magazine thing uh-huh. that happened and then uh-huh. what, what else is on the yeah, horizon? Yeah. Um, so now that you're a world-famous, <laughs> trans-identifying cycle star. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Um, so the Tour de France yes, is, right, is next week. The no. virtual Tour de France <laughs> is coming right up. It's coming right up. Um, so, so yeah, like basically I've been recognized by a couple of like major, what do you... Publications. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you for being, um, like the first or one of the first, like out trans masculine people, like leading cycling classes. Um, and if you're listening to this and you think you might've been the first, please reach out to me because I want to shake your hand. Yeah. Come (laughs) I want to meet you. Um, but I, I just can't, I don't know anyone else in the community who is doing this yet. And maybe also your stealth and that's cool too. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but yeah, so, so I've been recognized by Bicycling Magazine and they like published a piece on my story and it was really, really sweet. Did they Um, interview you? Yeah, they did. They called me and interviewed me. Um, and then let's see, like shortly after that, I think Men's Health like saw that article or something Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. It was shared with them and they men's health magazine like called me on mm-hmm. Wednesday and was like, we're going to interview you for da 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 da. And I was like, yes, you are. Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, I was actually like telling my, uh, telling my, telling Sunday service about this. Cause it's like, it's going to come out. I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but like the end of this week mm. is the men's health. Gonna, yeah. The men's it's, health. So it's February. Yeah. It's like the, basically the fifth sixth seventh something like that is like when they're gonna publish this and like i don't know it um it just like dawned on me you know like i remember being in great clips with my dad while he was getting his hair cut and just sitting there like devouring men's health magazines and like smelling all of the cologne like sleeve things oh you open gosh. them and just, I'm just like oh my god do, do those do they still have those in real magazines I don't, I don't know I don't know, I don't know. or is it I haven't you know, seen it in any or is it like a thing of the past but like, Kristen only gets cocaine magazines so I don't <laughs> did you just say cocaine magazines cocaine. Cocaine. she only gets cocaine <laughs> magazines you know white international <laughs> and uh, the snowflakes are us yeah, yeah. that's her shit the, the hard drugs really go well and they do and those ones do still oh, have the flaps where you put my. and you can take a sniff with a new yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Please taste the product it's a, yeah it's actually a great way to distribute so <laughs> you're hooked you just yeah. don't ever think cocaine that's a magazine that's how, um, yeah. so yeah I'd be in the I'd be in great clips like doing all that and just like you know I like I just loved like masculinity you know i was mm-hmm. just like this is fucking it's fire. fucking cool yeah it's so cool it's and cool and it's beautiful and um yeah i just remember like just really wanting that and um and then i'm like you know sitting here and i'm getting a fucking phone call from men's health magazine like we want to share your story like mine like you know what i mean it's like <laughs> wait like me you know where i'm from right, right, right. <laughs> yeah like but it's it's just a it's a deeply like validating um you know thing for my own maleness and then also it's just like yeah like the fitness world is so fucking colonized and like bodies like mine aren't in those spaces and they're definitely not in like leadership mm-hmm. positions totally, in those spaces totally. 
And um, so it's like, it's a fucking honor, yeah. you know, to be recognized for that. And yeah, it is hard. It's like, it's like boutique fitness is the most like extra fucking thing on the planet. So the fact that like, I am a trans person and I get to exist and get to have time to mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. like do boutique fitness is like, I am so grateful. And I'm also just like, yeah, it's, there's just so many barriers for us to get to the point where, you know, obviously I work there, so I don't have to pay for it anymore. Totally. <laughs> Which yeah. is like literally. But even just affording it, it's that's so, a rich yes, upper, yes. It upper is, middle class It game. is not easy to pay for. And it's like. $35 a class to contribute to, right. you know, Soul yeah. Cycles yeah. and Equinox's trunk yeah. fund. I just don't. I know. So, so literally like I want to make it more equitable, like accessible place for people like me and bodies like mine and um yeah so freaking men's health like i was like okay out of control let's talk let's talk awesome and was it like again like a phone interview yeah okay cool this guy in london he was such a he was really engaging to talk to really enjoyed him yeah that's awesome so sick i can't wait to read it i know i can't wait to i'm like oh my gosh you I have think... a room in your house where you just have all of them. Yeah, you just like cover a whole thing yes. in the men's yes. house. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I think that like we've seen a shift in like the last, I would say like year or two years of not trans people in leadership positions, but like I know you follow a lot of the same guys I do. Like we've been seeing a lot more like trans men in like bodybuilding competitions and yeah. like breaking mm-hmm. through the barriers of That's of like but of sport but it's often sport that like that's still an individual thing because we also know like that it's it's constantly up for debate whether like trans people can even compete in like team team sports or i don't know if you saw that this week there was a player in the WNBA who just came out as trans they're non-binary so they they don't they're not on hormones but they had top surgery and so they they announced it they shared pictures of their top surgery and they were like really they said they were really scared about it um, but they're the vice president of the WNBA Players Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Players Association announced like their support and so did the New York Liberty because they're on the Liberty. Um, and really the statement from the Players Association was like pretty inspiring because they were just saying how they, like as a league, they don't associate with being women or female players. It's, it's just a basketball league. So, like, as long as this person, like, you know, is, like, a part of this league, they support them and whatever. But, like, they've never just been, like, oh, that's a, a female ass league. They're, this is a women's league. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, it was really inclusive, but also, like, stop just talking about us as girls or women sure. players. Totally. WNBA, it was pretty much formed out of the need for that people who were not cis men could not, they were not no allowed to play to in the NBA. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, it is the women's basketball league, but like, I think that they, they do have that mindset of it like, is, this is, is a space well, because there wasn't space for us to play period. Maybe, so. well, I, I don't know if I was communicating that statement as inspiring as I took it. Mm-hmm. It's like, when people are like, oh, Candace Parker is good for a girl. Like they were just saying, stop saying that. Like oh, this no, yeah. person is, is a basketball player and they're a human being and they are like a part of the space. and and we are like wholeheartedly accepting them and there was like a, a fuck ton of trolling and Jesus. that person's wife like they they were like if it hadn't been for my wife and like the support of everybody in this league like this would have been a really scary moment my wife blocked everybody and like everybody in the league like yeah. really rallied behind me but it was it was really cool that's the first time i've seen anybody who identifies that way and i think seeing someone like this that's non-binary come out will open the door for other people who yeah, might not identify huge. in that way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they kept getting on hormones, which is unfortunate, but at least aligning their body in that way is really cool. Which I was going to say that the fact that they're non-binary and already in this, like, they're in the highest mm-hmm. of, of basketball mm-hmm. they could be in, I think opens up the conversation of trans athletes. And because they're not on hormones, like any objections people have just shows that it's plain bigotry. Like it gets more yeah. dicey when it comes to hormones because like people are like, how can they play here or this thing and that thing? And I just think it's bullshit and trans people should be able to play where they can play, like where they're able to compete safely and where well, like- Well, if cis men yeah. weren't so afraid yeah. <laughs> of anyone coming for their gig, then yeah. you know. Okay. But I think that's really cool. I hadn't seen that, that, that they had come out. So that's really cool. It was cool. like last week. Yeah. But I think that's awesome. The fitness spaces are g- 
gaining a lot more like visibility for trans people and it's been a scary space for trans people yeah. to find like their niche I think and it's it's yeah. nice to see that visibility like just like that you'll be in like men's health and I know like years back when like Aiden Dowling was on the cover it was so groundbreaking of yeah. like oh look a trans body you know and, like but, imagine just like a little kid like you in sports clips just like reading that yeah. and just seeing, know, the yeah. representation just knowing that there are other options yeah. you don't have yes. to be fucking macho man and you don't have to be like a Mrs. Rides a, a horse side saddle like you can fucking <laughs> yeah. like fall in between and yes. it's fucking fine you can be well, a clunky in, girl you can, you can be a clunky girl <laughs> I am clunky girl <laughs> um, yeah and I mean like That's if the there's a kid in it if there's a kid in a great clips that like picks that up and is like oh that's like me dude you know? i'm like fuck the impact is so I cool know. it's really sweet um full circle kind of shit but yeah i mean t- team team trans is like in the sports world is hard huh. um mm-hmm. i played like rec basketball um like a couple of years ago and i yeah i like kind of stopped when i started transitioning i'm like is like the most fun I like have ever but like also yeah it just like I don't want it to have to be a conversation so I'm just gonna kind of like step back do y'all have any gay sports leagues no you don't well sorry not that I know of in Mm. St. Louis um I think there is like a Again, it's a women's Mm. football team Mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot of like yeah women's Mm -hmm. football teams and women's flag football women's tackle football and they're uh, pretty queer obviously mm-hmm. um but like here we have we have a co-ed gay football league co-ed gay basketball league but even like san antonio doesn't have one um yeah yeah austin nice. for some reason has a lot i mean we and we go to, for flag football for the gay flag football we go and play in these like tournaments and there's there's obviously teams in other in cities. most of the big cities like chicago denver new yeah. york la you but know. i love playing in them because like you don't have to have that conversation. Yeah, and they're co-ed, which is which is nice. So nice. And like, I I'm athletic. I'm a, a, I'm a good athlete, but I'm I'm five five. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if I'm in a league with a bunch of cis men, and like there's cis gay men in the league, but it's, it's peppered with you know like women and like other like trans Dude, folks if and I like went and men's basketball. They would fucking destroy. They would just they, they just would just block you. you. Yeah. They would just block you the whole yeah. time or not pass yeah. you. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. Like, it's I like mean, when, that's how the co-ed yeah. basketball league is the most advanced division. There's like three girls, and I played in it the last season. And I mean, I'm like one of the only girls. So like, I don't drive because I just get blocked every time. Right. So yeah. I just shoot threes, right. and like, I can do that. But I just shoot guys, threes. That's what she said. Yeah, but then the guys like will like, they'll, like post me up, or they like they'll just like right. go like jump over me to get rebounds, and I'm like, I mean, there's only so much I can do. Right. And yeah. I mean, that's what would happen to y'all. Like we're you all the same low. body, yeah. body yeah. size. Go low, just tap him in the nuts. He'll get right past him. Right. <laughs> I don't technically no. understand how to play basketball, but it sounds easy, guys. There's, there's nothing worse than playing flag, flag football and going for the flag and accidentally grabbing a guy's dick. <laughs> like, literally, Honestly, it, it would be me every time. I'd be like, oh, I thought it was the flag. I'm always like, oh, my God. What you got that fucking, what you got that jelly toy in your pocket for anyway, yeah. weirdo? And the guys mean, are always like, why did you do that? I was like, I did do it on purpose, shit. Also, some of the gay boys out there, like, they're little, like, like, like Sophie shorts, you're like, they're like, just hanging out the bottom. Oh, like, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> like, you ever talked about JoJo Siwa? <laughs> kidding, I know we're not gonna. Um, <laughs> you're just gonna bring it up until we finally You guys heard like, of this JoJo Siwa? <laughs> That's where Max girls a lot. Right. <laughs> he was like, oh, y'all do pop culture? I'm yowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a whole JoJo Siwa ride. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't she make music? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna find out. Like, I, I promise I, I don't know you anything. Put a song into one of your next rides. I'll look into it. I'll be and dedicated to me. I <laughs> would kind of. I, I would like be beside myself if I was taking a spin class and the instructor snuck in one of their own songs that they made. <laughs> and they're like, you can find me on SoundCloud. It's a song. And they were like, <laughs> and it just transitions like, uh, right here. Totally, Come it just on. like transitions from like Britney to like you know them <laughs> like doing a club beat remix. You're like. Oh my god, and he's and he's also singing out loud the whole yes, like his mic yes, is not his yeah. mic. Right? Like all of a sudden, way more into the. Oh music. my god, I would, and he'd be like, "Y'all, if you loved that, check out the playlist for the class. It's me. Lincoln Y'all bio. know it is. Y'all <laughs> know it's me." <laughs> I am sure people have done that. Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> oh. <easy. laughs> this is the number one one. 
Make your own remix. Is that where she's from? She's a Disney kid? She actually was never. She was uh, on Dance Moms. Got it. Okay, cool. She's that like, makes more sense. like a Disney what? Yeah. She, she does. She started I have like yet to figure out who she is. Like, so I know that she exists in the universe, but every time someone talks about her, I'm like, I have no idea where she's come from. Her or? whole life, pretty much, because she started out on Dance Moms. So she's a dancer. Um, <laughs> she was a dance mom. I don't know if she still dances. <laughs> so like, but she does dancing on like TikTok and stuff, you know. Yes. But she looks like a Disney kid. She's a Disney kid. ponytail. No one's ever seen her dance in real life. Yeah. She's a dancer. <laughs> she looks. I mean, she does all right. No, you know, kidding. like. Totally kidding. Uh, no, if you do that, I would respect you so much because yeah. you know how often I look at Chris I'll, and I'm like, I'll record it. I'll work on it. <laughs> I make bets to Chris all the time that he never takes me up on. Oh. Like one time, I asked him to do Dixie Chick lyrics as all of his Instagram captions for. a week. I think that shit is so funny. Or until would, someone notices. Yes, until someone notices. That shit would be so super hilarious. And he won't do it. Super hilarious. Well, you got to do like really cryptic ones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I, ha- I have used a Dixie Chick lyric a time or two, Courtney. You, you can. Oh, like um, you're serious. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can. You can edit your uh, LinkedIn URL. And it's the chicks, y'all. The oh chicks. yeah, the chicks. It's the chi- oh, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. I refuse. You know? <laughs> Not wow. my chicks. No, they are the Dixie Chicks. Wow. Every time I type in Dixie Chicks, Spotify's like the chicks, and I'm like, I, I didn't write that. That's I interesting. That. I didn't know they were different. I definitely have seen the chicks and been like, they rebranded oh. because you know, like the Mason Dixie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 For, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but also like. They've always been woke, so like I don't think anyone was like knocking them for their their name choice, you know. Oh, I don't think I think they. It seemed voluntary. It was yeah yeah. I think they just wanted to like detach was, like, from a any like negative, yeah. and also mm-hmm. they they sort of were having like a revival where I think they just rebranded like we're like this this new thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, but good of them though. Any reference to like you know uh, being part of like our past nation's historical enslavement of people well, lady, lady did yeah, the same thing. let's yeah let's go ahead and voluntarily I'm change that, that. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I, it's not chill i can get it's behind cool. that yeah <laughs> uh-huh yeah that's fucky um i oh, do love the chicks though. you can you can edit the url in your linkedin right mm-hmm. so mine's a beyonce lyric it's a it's like to find my linkedin profile it's like LinkedIn, blah, 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 top two, but I ain't number two, so oh here God. I am. Awesome. <laughs> Look me up. See, when I put it on stuff, it's, it just says it out there, and I'm like, yeah, so click that's the what, link. That's what you should do. You should take me up on that. I, I think I, oh, and when you were dating, I tried to get her to post something in those really shitty mugs that we got. <laughs> so we got, like, mugs from my mom for Christmas. Was she laughing or, like, at them? They were, like, live, laugh, love or something. Yeah, and I was like, sure. post this on your page. I'll yes. give you $10. I oh can't She would not. Start paying me. I, I know. I'll pay you to do that. Shit. I can't believe how hilarious all the food on her Instagram is. I, just, I really can't believe that. She laughs at it so much. I can't believe how fun. My food's never that funny. Yeah. So. Good for her. I like, we should have like a, when you're ready, a, a, a sex episode with you. I feel like oh, that yeah. would be super oh, fun. Because really those I ones mean, do really I feel, well for us. I feel comfortable talking about sex. I just don't talk, talk about people's names. Well, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but we can like plan for it and you can either come back or you can do it remote. Or yeah. We got to figure whatever. out the remote anyway. We can always and, do it remote. And then you can like have conversations with people you want to or need to have conversations with. Not that the whole world is listening to us yet, right, but. Right. We just don't like name drop if we do like a sex yeah. specific We'll just say one, this for it. Oh, we'll like, change the name. Like the conversations we were having last night is the type of stuff that sure. we could like get into yeah be fun totally but yeah you've been on our list of like potential um <clears throat> guests but i was like i don't know how to remotely i know we can remotely record like via zoom and stuff but it's so much fun when it's we have to, yeah it's way more fun in person yeah. we can connect better in the timing yeah um but someone we've already talked to would be a great first time to practice you know what i mean Cause we'll, one, yeah because yeah, we'll have to like do some figuring it out for mm-hmm. sure together for sure. all right well um Thanks again to the Draper Startup House for hosting us. We love recording here and hanging out in this space. And if you were looking for a co-working or podcasting spot, check out Draper Startup House and feel free to use our code queer for it for 20% off any of their co-working packages or passes. It's always so clean and so air conditioned and so well lit. Um, and there's so many things to drink in the kitchen. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> Draper so donating nice. to us. <clears throat> we are always looking for guests for upcoming episodes. We've had a good amount of people reach out. We finally caught King Maxi. <laughs> um, but we've got room for everyone. If you would like to be on Queer For It, please shoot us a message so we can plan to have you on. 
you can either be in Austin or we can record remotely. So hit us up. Okay, that's our show for this week. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Queer For It. Also make sure that you go follow Max and you check out his Instagram. You keep an eye out for the men's health uh, write-up I can't believe we scored the interview for the men's health. Seriously. That shit is wild. And also if you're in St. Louis, um, go drop in and take a ride with them. That would be really, really mm. fun. I can't wait to, to yes, do please. it whenever What's the we studio? visit. Cycle Bar. Cycle Bar, Bar cool. in Richmond Heights. Nice. Cool, yeah. yep. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah, y'all love treat. you. Thank you for having me. <gasps> we love you too. So until next time, people, we love you and you should too. We love you. you. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Is that how you say it?